You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Sophia Freeland's walk-up music. That's right. You can see her all over the NFL Network. Um, she crushes it each and every week, and we're blessed to have her right here on 98.7 ESPN. Cynthia, what's up? How you doing? Woohoo! It is a good week. I live in Southern California, which means my Lions are coming to town, which is always a good week because the more Michiganders there are in a place, the better. That's what I say, at least. <laughs> um, I do. <laughs> we we are going to dive into that game as well. Um, I, I do. I do want to. Uh, that's that's right. It's a really exciting game for you, I'm sure. All right, let's start first. First things first, and we've got another morning game on sunday i actually i'm getting I don't, i'm getting used to these cynthia i really am i kind of like it it's like um i host uh tv and, and radio until around 11 a.m and then by the time i get done they're like starting the second half and now i'm like i'm getting my one o'clock and my four o'clock bets in and i'm kind of like getting myself together while <laughs> this game is happening in the background and like i'm becoming like i'm enjoying this um i could i could get used to more windows of football too like i think you know obviously we see amazon with the black friday thing happening like they're trying to do more and more like i i think we're not there yet we could still i think we could add some more like breakfast ball all the time it's super early out here it starts at 6 30 pacific time but i love waking up with it it's a little I, lo I, I love that breakfast ball. Um, I hope we get to a point where like there's football on every night, but um, I'm sure that will never happen. But let's dive into this. The Patriots, uh, they are getting two. So you got a Colts team that's favored by two. The Patriots getting two. The over-under is 43 here. I'm on the Patriots side. What say you? Same. Yeah, I'm like, the funny part is, is even with, jc jackson staying home and even with injuries adding up completely for this patriots team i still think that they have enough of what makes them great meaning i think the secondary figures out ways to exploit the fact that gardner Minshew hasn't been playing as well recently i think that even though they have a good run game i don't necessarily think the combination of jonathan taylor and zach moss is enough to overcome what Ramondre Stevenson and even a somewhat good, somewhat serviceable Mac Jones can be. And by the way, part of the reason why I think he's going to be somewhat serviceable is because I think they play a lot of cover versus cover three. It's something Bill Belichick can scheme around. So they actually play the, the Gus Bradley plays the most cover three in the league right now. So that's interesting. And Zone looks, that's what he's going to get. So I think this is an opportunity for Mac Jones to right the ship. And by the way, something happens when the Patriots go abroad, they're three and oh. So I, I don't necessarily think this is a situation where you can sleep on the Patriots. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's another thing, right? Like in, in Bill, I trust in regard to just having the experience and, and playing on foreign soil and getting his guys ready. Here's another one for you. How, how about this? The Colts, the only NFL team to score 20 points in every game this season, they've scored 20 plus in 10 straight, the second longest streak in the NFL, the Jags and the Browns with five games. Indy is eight and one to the team total over best in the NFL. So with that being said, any play here in regards to the over under? I actually think that there's going to be more points in this. I have a close game. It's like 22, 20 or 23, 22 or something like that. Like a very close one, but that's a higher scoring game than I think you said 40 or so. I don't know where the number is, but I think it's a higher scoring than, than what's forecast. 
So I just, just I'm looking at a lot of trends lately, and and that's one that just stood, stood out to me. Um, all right, let's talk Browns and Ravens. This is a big one. Ravens at home, favored by six and a half against the Browns. Deshaun Watson is back. The over/under is 38 here. Uh, dare I say that Lamar Jackson could potentially win the MVP this season? Todd Munkin has done wonders for his passing game. Who do you like in this matchup? Well, I like the Ravens, but in part because I think that it's too much for the Browns to overcome their injuries. Both of their starting tackles are now not playing in this game against this defense where they know we know that they can bring some pressure. Although, I will tell you one trend that did stick out to me that was kind of in favor of the Browns if you wanted to make the counter argument. There have been 12 matchups where the number one total defense has taken on the number two total defense, and that's since the 1970 merger after week 10. So 12 times it's happened, and the number one total defense has won 11 of those. So that would mean that the Browns, if you're looking at that trend and you're estimating that trend, that's at least one signal for the Browns. But me, I think that injuries are too much for that O-line, and I give the advantage to the Ravens. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I like the Ravens here, and I think this is a good spot. You know me. I, I like, I like two-way six-point teasers, and so I think this is a really good spot uh, to tease the Ravens down to a half a point and maybe even align them with the Patriots. You and I are both on the Patriots as well, and we could, we could tease the Patriots up to plus eight. Uh, let's talk about that 49ers-Jags game. Both these teams coming off of a bye. Uh, you've got a Jags team. They are home dogs at three. The 49ers, again, I'm just not sold on Brock Purdy. Uh, and, uh, and, and it doesn't look like he's going to get uh, some offensive line help back for this matchup. I do like the over here, believe it or not. It's at 44 and a half. I, I know the consensus and the number of tickets uh, that are being purchased here in the plays is on the under. But I, for some reason, I like the over here. And I like Jacksonville. I'm probably going to use them as, as, as a teaser and tease them up to nine. I'm also probably going to buy the hook and get them at plus three and a half. How are you playing the 49ers Jag, Cynthia? Well, the couple things that stand out here. One, I like your thought process on more points than predicted, because if you look at the next gen stats and we know game changing plays, those deep plays, those deep caches, those are the big things that are really indicative of points. And if you look at the guy who's the number one passer on 20 plus air yard attempts, that's actually still Brock Purdy. You know who's number two? Trevor Lawrence, meaning they both could break open the game at any point. That's, by the way, is in passer rating, so just if you're keeping track. But ultimately, for me in this matchup, I can't get over the fact that they added Chase Young to that 49ers defensive front at the trade deadline. This was a guy who's already, you know, Chase Young's been playing kind of a resurgent season that sort of looks a lot like his 2020 defensive rookie of the year season, and you're adding that to a Nick Bosa, to a Javon Hargrave, to a Fred Warner. It just feels like there's too many things on that defense that are going to be hard for the offensive line and even Travis Etienne to overcome to give Trevor Lawrence just enough time to make things happen. I'm not suggesting that they won't score. I just think that that somewhat gives the 49ers a tiny edge. So I like, I'm actually like anti-consensus on, on, on ball this, meaning I like a lot of points, but I also think that the Niners win. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN UTT or all over the NFL network. Uh, let's talk about your Detroit Lions. Um, I, I love this Detroit Lions team. I've been on them since the beginning of the season. I said they'd win the division. And, and when 
right even before the 49ers uh, were having some problems in losing three straight, I said, jump on the Detroit Lions to represent the NFC in the Super Bowl. Hopefully I didn't jinx them, but they are on the road and favored by three uh, right across the street from where you work. Um, and that's SoFi Stadium taking on this Chargers team. But they're coming off of a bye. They're healthy. They get Montgomery back. I, I like yeah. Detroit. I'm gonna buy the. I'm gonna buy the hook down to minus two and a half. That's what side mm -hmm. I'm on here. What side are you on? I'm with you. I like buying the hook down. But I looked at the Jets game and I watched the Chargers actually be able to affect some change against their offensive line. Now I'm gonna say that the Jets' offensive line is a little bit more hurt and not as good as the Lions offensive line and also the Lions do a really masterful job of using a lot of blockers in addition and I say a lot of them because sometimes it's tight ends and sometimes it's actually David Montgomery he was the missing piece yes Jameer Gibbs has been a better fantasy option but when 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 David Montgomery is there, his ability in pass protection just changes the ability for Jared Goff to pass the ball. And then if you look at that, the Chargers are going to have a hard time. They're going to have to drop back into coverage because they are giving up the most yards. They're just absolutely getting, they can get smoked in that secondary. So I'm looking at where they're most vulnerable and I'm looking at where the Lions do well. And it feels to me like this is an opportunity for Jared Goff and maybe even Amon Ross named Brown and what he went to school out here at USC. So he maybe he'll have some, you know, college friends in the crowd and he can give them a show. <laughs> you gotta love that. All right. Um, before we start talking fantasy, uh, let's focus in on what's going on here in our own backyard. And unfortunately you've got a giants team um, that uh, boy, uh, they've got to hit the road yet again and go to Dallas and take on a Dallas team. That's really good. DeVito is expected to get the start. Daniel Jones is done for the season. This is one of the largest lines in the history mm -hmm. of odds making at 17, 17 and a half in some places. Are you even touching this with the Dallas Cowboys? I'm not for a number of reasons. Like that is a, first of all, that's a, that's a huge number, number one. And number two, I mean, the injury report you brought, you played the hits there with Daniel Jones, but the injury report is long in general. I mean, you even got Evan Neal, you've got Adoree Jackson, you've got like a lot of people who are really important to this team are likely or not playing. So that is a, a, a really tough, it's tough sledding in general, especially because Dallas is something that they're trying to prove, et cetera. But, you know, I, I'm staying away from that one, potentially look at, you know, I would imagine the Tony Pollard number is probably more attractive because I think this is, he hasn't been the guy this year that we potentially thought he would be in terms of, you know, at least fantasy production. But I think this is the Tony Pollard breakout game. If you're looking for something positive to hang your hat on in this one. Um, and then, um, and then let's talk about the Jets prime time. How about that? The Raiders go from the Giants to the Jets. Um, and, and both these teams mirror each other, right? Like I, I believe they do. They, they both now with Aiden O'Connell quarterbacking for the Raiders, you know, they're just telling these quarterbacks, don't turn the ball over. Like, we know you can't go out there and win it for us, but just don't turn the ball over. And then the jet, and then both of them relying on their running game with Brees Hall and Josh Jacobs. And obviously the jets having a better defense. The jets are favored by one. I'm surprised it's not a little bit more here especially with Antonio Pierce, they're smoking cigars after a big win against the Giants. Do you have a play in this Jets Raiders matchup on Sunday night? I, this one's a, 
this one feels weird to me. I mean, I have, I actually think that Devonte Adams touchdown is something that I feel more strongly about than almost anything else. Like I love the Jets defense. Let me be clear. The Jets, Bryce Huff has made himself some money. John Franklin Myers has been great. Like there's so many people in this defense that are worth mentioning, but the reality is, is Devonte Adams is still a really, really, really good wide receiver. And if you look at the number of targets he got in the first outing with Aiden O'Connell, it was significantly larger, which just means maybe he's potentially due for a nice, a nice focused moment from Aiden O'Connell. I don't, I don't love like, to me, this one could have some weird fluky special teams moment or some weird drop that turns into a really punishing, you know, mistake, that kind of thing. So I'm, I'm not, I'm staying away from kind of the, the general metrics of this game, but I do think there's probably not a high enough number for Brees Hall in terms of scrimmage yards. And I like the Devonte Adams touchdown. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. As always, before we let you go, we like to talk some fantasy and getting folks ready for week 10 of their fantasy football matchups. There's quite a few quarterbacks that I like this week. One that really stands out to me is Sam Howell uh, going up against Seattle. I think that game very well could be a barn burner. Who are some of the quarterbacks mm -hmm. you're eyeing heading into week 10, Cynthia? Well, obviously I'm looking at Jared Goff because I think that's going to be a, I told you that I thought you pass against the Chargers defense. I think that'll be a higher scoring game than maybe we're thinking about. So I like him as well. I'm totally with you. Um, and looking Washington's way against against Seattle, although I do, and perhaps this plays into fantasy well, I do have Seattle with a pretty big win there, at least a touchdown win. So that plays into his game script of potentially more passing later in the game. Um, keep an eye on some of these people who have been really good of late, but have missing pieces on their offense. For example, CJ Stroud is a guy who I really love, but the entire Houston Texans team is on the injury report, including Nico Collins. So just be careful, especially against the Bengals secondary. That might not be a play. Like I might fade that, you know, in, in favor of a guy like Sam Howell or Jared Goff or, for example. Yeah, 23 players, 23 players on the yeah, Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> There's only listed. 53, so only 30. And by the way, seven of those are starters. So, you know, there's only 53 people on the roster. So that's a pretty significant percentage. <laughs> yes, that is. Uh, in, in regard to running backs, again, I'm with you. Tony Pollard, I, I think, is going to have a field day against the Giants. Um, I really like him a lot. Who are some of the other running backs you're eyeing that might not be so obvious? Yeah, I mean, look, David Montgomery coming back, people, people like, is he okay? Jameer Gibbs, play them both. I think that's a the, the prudent thing to do in that situation. I might take a flyer, like, because there's so many good teams that are on a bye this week, you might have to take a flyer with, like, a Tajay Spears or something like that. It's not ideal, but remember, he's played on third down a ton, which is often a very key down, and you get a lot of pass catches for that for PPR. So I, I'm not as keen on trying to be too tricky with, running backs this week like don't I, like Dalvin Cook to the world I'm I'm fearful of that because I don't I don't necessarily think that's going to be great I told you I liked Brees Hall but you know stay in stay in smart like smart situations like Tajay Spears um in regard to uh to, to wide receivers I know you mentioned Nico Collins is out Tank Dell obviously has been a stud but Noah Brown I Noah think Brown be, yes right I think he could be a sneaky good play this week right Noah Brown and then that same game on the other side, Tyler Boyd, because remember Jamar Chase, he was hurt before even T Higgins got hurt this past week in practice. You know, Jamar Chase, they said it on the broadcast, it's going to hurt coming down. 
Chris Collinsworth said it. And you know what? Turns out it did hurt his back coming down. So I would think Tyler Boyd could have a nice game in this one too. Who are some of the other wide receivers you're looking at? You know, I, I'm looking to see like, what do I think is going to happen? A lot of times, one of the bigger questions that I think is worth looking at are what happens in Jacksonville. I mean, both of those, like there's so many, you're, you have a good defensive front. Absolutely. But they're still going to need to throw the ball. I think this is going back to a Calvin Ridley situation. I understand that, you know, look, Evan Ingram could be a good option, but I still think it's Calvin Ridley in this matchup just due to how precise his route running is. And that to me makes the biggest difference. He has burned me this year in fantasy. It's I know it's, he's tough, but if, oh, if Drake London ends up ends up playing, I I know that Atlanta has been a, a really big nightmare for fantasy. But if Drake London's playing, I think this is a situation where they feel a little bit more pressure than normal, and I think Drake London is helps relieve some of that pressure. All right, last but not least, let's talk tight ends. Uh, Jake Ferguson, I love you, call him Fergie. Uh, he's the mm-hmm. he's been the most targeted tight end in the red zone this season. And again, going up against the Giants, I might even play a little anytime touchdown with Fergie as well as Pollard against the Giants. We'll see. Uh, but what, what tight ends do you like this week? Well, I'm trying to look like, I don't think, I hope that if Ferguson's available in your fantasy league, go pick him up. Even if you don't need a tight, like just do it, make it so that no one else can get him. That is what I will say about that. Now, if someone that you could look for in DFS, if you wanted to go lower priced, or if you potentially avert your ears, Jets listeners, uh, Michael Mayer, that could be a really good opportunity for Aiden O'Connell to target a guy with a quicker pass. We saw him throw the ball super quick last week and the Jets have given up some points to opposing tight ends. So I'm, I'm not, calling the touchdown necessarily but if you are desperate for a tight end may i introduce you to the former notre dame tight end michael mayer <laughs> great stuff as always cynthia always appreciate you my friend thank you so much always great having you with Absolutely. us here on 98.7 espn have a great week always love it you got it again thank cynthia freeland point. joining us here on 98.7 espn um, sit tight. We come back. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. Uh, you want to talk about the week 10, whether it's fantasy or, uh, or the NFL matchups. Uh, let's do it next right here on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI 
to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Anita Marks with you. It is We Can Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Uh, lost my Duke wager, won my Texas M, Texas A&M wager, waiting for UNLV to kick off. That's going to happen in about 30 minutes. So jump on that. It's my best bet tonight. UNLV football playing tonight. Kickoff at 1045, minus two and a half. Uh, also, I like the Suns, and uh, they are up 16-15 here in, uh, with about six minutes left in the first. Okay, you also you have Northern Texas going up against SMU. SMU is up 17-14. And so, man, I'll, right? Joe, like Joe and Chantel are producing the show. A lot going on tonight. College football, college basketball, NBA, more college football tomorrow. Obviously, the NFL on Sunday. Um, man, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. I, I want to share this with you um, real quick. We've got uh, Fat Jack. I always, <laughs> it, it, it never gets easy to call somebody fat, right? Uh, but this is, this is his name. This is what he wants to go by. Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. Um, he's going to be joining us uh, in about uh, 10 minutes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, Fat Jack, fatjacksports.com. I, I want to go over some trends that are uh, are happening right now in the NFL as we head into week 10. I love trends. I find them fascinating. But before we do, we've, let's go to Tommy. Let's get this call before we uh, we continue. Let's go to Tommy in Connecticut. Tommy, good evening. How are you doing? How are we doing, Anita? I'm great. Thank you. So I, a quick fantasy question. I got this guy in my league who keeps like he, – he's trying to get uh, Brandon Ayuk off my hands. Mm-hmm. And – I just the offers he's made me. I just want to get your your views on him. He was trying to give me um, Gabe Davis or George Pickens and like Chuba Hubbard. Uh, am I right to just laugh at him and say absolutely not? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't agree to that. I yeah. Um, it but but this is the, listen. This is what I do. If somebody makes you an offer, obviously they're in need of something. So if, if somebody is making you an offer for a wide receiver, obviously they're in need of a wide receiver. Don't just decline the offer in fantasy. Like push, push the, uh, the decline and um, what is it? What's the word that's on there? It's uh, like where where now you are making like now you're making an offer to that person and see what they have on their roster maybe you do have a wide receiver outside of Ayuk that you're willing to give up 
and maybe they have somebody that you want. You know, so don't just, you know, I always, in fantasy, don't just decline and walk away. You know, it's, it's okay to decline, but maybe turn around and make a counter offer. That's the word I was looking for. So turn around and you make a, if they have, don't force it. But if, if you have another wide receiver that you're willing to part with, um, look and see what's on their roster. Or if you're willing to depart with Ayuk, then you turn around and you counter with what an offer that you feel is more fair. That's what I would do. Uh, and by the way, we're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline for, uh, for fantasy football. So uh, now's the time to be really active and aggressive uh, in trying to make trades. And I, I always, you always want to look ahead to, of course, that week. Well, now it's 18 weeks. So typically championships are in week 17. So um, you want to keep an eye on, you know, what the matchups are for like week 14 through 17, right? To make sure that you're getting some favorable matchups, especially for your quarterbacks and, you know, your wide receivers and your running backs. So, um, I mean, now we've got a large enough sample size to know, you know, what players are getting a solid amount of targets or touches or what have you. And I would look and see, you know, what players have favorable schedules and matchups, especially when, when we get into the postseason, um, 14, 15, 16, 17, I believe is, is now, right. All right. Um, I want, I just want to share with you these trends that I stumbled upon. I find trends in gambling to be really super interesting. So first things first, uh, the underworld NFL unders are now 84, 52 in one this season. That's 62%. So do the math. If you just played the under, of every game in the NFL, you'd be up quite a bit of money. 62%. 62% through nine weeks. Monday night, let, let's just say if you were to do like Monday night football, 10 and 1, the unders are in 2023. And 55, 28 and 1 since 2019. Night games alone, the under is hit 23 and 7. Night games alone, 23 and 7 this season. It's unbelievable. And why is that? Well, I think it's a number of reasons. Number one, I think early on, it's the fact that um, teams don't prepare for the season properly, not enough practice, and then players don't play in preseason. So it takes them a good three to four weeks until they really start playing true football. Um, I think the, I, I think uh, the play calling is horrendous defensively. They're, they're playing a lot more zone and they're not blitzing as much. So therefore you're not seeing teams like move down the field in a minute and 30 seconds. So a lot more time of possession is being had. Also, I, I think they're the haves and the have nots in the NFL. Like I, I, there's very little parody now. It's either the really good teams or the really bad teams. There's no mediocre teams that can any given Sunday upset another team. We're just not seeing it. Uh, so there were 14 teams this week, 14 teams that had their backup quarterback starting in week nine, marinating that for a minute. And um, 
they only averaged 42 a total of 42 points a game. And just to give you a perspective, in 2020, the COVID year, teams were averaging 50 points a game. And a lot of that was because fans weren't in, 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 the, in, the, uh, in the stadiums. It was different. It was a different feel. It was a different vibe. There was really no quote, quote, unquote, home field advantage. But unders are, like, ridiculous. Also, uh, this week, Christian McCaffrey uh, is going to strive to surpass Lenny Moore. Colts wide receiver and running back uh, who accomplished the feat in 1963 and 64 with the most consecutive touchdowns in consecutive games. So he, so Lenny Moore scored a touchdown in 17 consecutive games. Well, I'm sorry, 16. So right now Christian McCaffrey is tied with him at 16 and he is definitely going to try to surpass him at 17 this week against the Jags and the anytime the anytime touchdown for Christian McCaffrey is minus 180. So I would lay it. I know it's I know there's there's a lot of juice there, but I think the 49ers absolutely go for the record. And they've been I mean this Kyle Shanahan has been scheming to get C-Mac in the end zone up to this point. They're not going to stop now. They came here to break the record, and and I, I do believe they will break the record on Sunday. Again, any time touchdown for Christian McCaffrey, minus 180. Um, so two, so th- those are two trends, and I shared this earlier, uh, and this is definitely something I'm going to play. The Colts are the only NFL team to score 20 points in every game this season. How about that? With Gardner Minshew. They've scored 20 plus 20 points, if not more, in 10 straight games. It's the second longest streak. Indy is eight and one to the team's team total over. Best in the NFL. So that's a trend. I'm listen, I like I said, I'm I'm really into trends. I think they're really cool. I think they're really I find them very fascinating. Whoever compiles this information. <laughs> it's just it's it's just it's it's really impressive is it not i think it is um anyway all right um quick break we come back like i said fat jack fatjacksports.com he's going to join us uh, him and i do a deep dive into the week 10 nfl slate so excited to get him on the show um, and then, um, and then just a reminder, really excited. I'm, I'm back with you tomorrow, noon to three right here on 98.70 SB and mama Mimi will have her picks and her plays like she has, uh, the last few weeks at, at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Um, we'll hear from Joe is at two and then, uh, really excited for New York game day that kicks off fantasy forecast at seven, New York game day at eight, getting you ready for both the giants and the jets. So quick break. We come back. We'll continue. We can wager right here on 98.7. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Weekend Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. Would not be a Weekend Wager if it wasn't for Fact Jack. Factjacksports.com. He joins us each and every week, and we are blessed to have you. How you doing, my friend? Well, I'm, I'm noticing my eyes are getting worse, so I'm going to have to get some better glasses if I'm going to wear them more. Because I, I either that or surgery or something, because I'm struggling with that. The picks are going great. Uh, we, I, <laughs> I know with you, have, Breeders' Cup went great. 
at over in the Louisville game last night. Actually, the only single day that I've lost was Monday. I had over in the Jets game. And if not for a tight end, it literally looked like my daughter playing flag football. Couldn't catch a two-card <laughs> base wide open. <laughs> soccer ball and he's a cat. I, I, I wouldn't have lost that either. So I had a really, really good month. Excited about this weekend as well. Lots and lots of good value. I think this weekend, Anita. And as you know, under still dominating the NFL card. So there's some opportunities to take, it, take uh, advantage of some of those totals as well. Oh, absolutely. So you, you could probably appreciate this. So last night, you know, obviously Thursday night, a horrible game, right? Bears, Carolina, two bad quarterbacks, yada, yada, yada. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to play a six-leg same-game parlay just for poops and giggles, right? And I want to say by the time I was done with it, I think it was like 22 to 1. Um, everything hit except – Everything. So I had Foreman anytime touchdown. I had the under. I had the Bears on the money line. I had Hubbard under rushing yards. I had um, what else? I, I, I the only thing that did not hit was a Bryce Young interception, and there should have been two in the game. He threw it two straight picks, potential picks to the Bears defensive backs. And they just couldn't come down with the ball. I, I would have won like, tw like, like I want to say like, so, so, so what I do with the same game parlay is like, I'll, I'll play like a, a four, I typically just play like a four leg then, and, and I'll put X amount of money on it. And then I'll, I'll remove one of the legs and I'll put Y amount of money on it. Then I'll remove another leg and then I'll put like, you know what I mean? Just to have, just to have fun. And man, so I still won, but I could have had every single leg hit if Bryce Young would have thrown a pick last night. Yeah, I think there's self-help groups for people who do who just <laughs> I, I would rather watch my grandfather dry heave in the nude than watch Carolina and Chicago do anything. So I, I never pass on the NFL on these single games, especially when the totals are running like they are. But I just could not get myself to watch it, so I went over in the Louisville game and then actually tweeted out at halftime, well, I guess I'm going to lose this tonight. And then they scored 97 points in the second half. We ended up winning. So uh, one of those days where you, you you didn't have to watch a bad game and won. But, yeah, the, the same game parlays are uh, are slippery slope. The only thing that happens if you hit that big one is that it positively reinforces your behavior, and you're right back at it this weekend with more. So uh, lots of good opportunities, though, for sure. Um, going back to your main point, uh, NFL unders are now 84-52-1. That's 62%. Uh, the best through nine weeks since 1991. Monday night football, 10 and one this season. Um, and night games under is 23 and seven, 63 and 29 the last two years. It, it's it's really, really unbelievable. All right. Since, since week five, they're hitting 67%. And primetime games overall, they're nine, they're 10 and one. And the international games, by the way, last four, four and oh. So uh, under is, is definitely the theme of the uh, season right now, at least. Uh, here's here's before because the first game I do want to dive into with you uh, is the Colts and the Patriots. We've got another Sunday morning game, 9:30 a.m. Eastern Time kickoff in Germany. The Colts taking on the Patriots. The Colts favored by two. The over/under is 43. But how about this for a trend? Do you know that the Colts are the only NFL team to score 20 points in every game this season? They've scored 20 plus points in 10 straight games. Second longest streak. And um, and Indy is eight and one to the team total over best in the NFL this year. How about that? Yeah, 11, 
eleven and four. If you go back to last year, I mean, that's they're a team that, that you suspect not to put up a bunch of points. They just continue to to score. Um, the, the thing's going to be how's New England uh, their offense? I mean, New England's offense is definitely the problem. They've only covered two of the of the nine games this year. They're two and seven against the spread, but in the series. They typically match up well against the Indy. 5-0 and against the spread their last five in the series. I actually think that they get it done here. I, I think that there's a reason why it's close to a pick. New England, I think their defense will, will stymie Indy enough. And that, that offensive output typically will regress to the mean as it gets closer to the end of the season with defensive quarters having more, more and more film. So I actually like New England in that one. Um, in, in regard to the over under, it, it's sitting at, at, at 43. Uh, do, is, is this, is this where you're going to, you're going to slide towards the under as well? Yeah. I don't see any way that, that you could play over with, especially new England's offense. If they're in, if I like new England, I have to like under, um, new England 35 and 17 to the under following a loss. That course goes way back, but it, it's Belichick tendencies. Um, you're just going to have, and the Colts to the under, as a favorite, are on a 10-3 and three run. So um, they they definitely tend to trend under when they're a favorite. They are a small favorite here. So, yeah, and, and frankly, league-wide, I mean, when in doubt, go under until further notice with most of these games. It's If you just auto-bet under, you're hitting almost 7 out of 10 this year. So uh, not a bad thing to do. But, yeah, definitely under because I like New England. Um, let's, uh, let's keep it local first and foremost, before we dive into other matchups, I just wanted to kick it off, of course, with the, uh, with the morning game and, uh, and let's talk about this Giants, man, 17, 17 and a half. This is the third largest spread ever in the history of the NFL. Um, this is really wild. The over-under is 38 and a half. DeVito is going to be starting for the Giants. I'm going to play the, the Cowboys team total over here at 24 and a half. I'm not touching this spread. What would you, what, what are you, you going to do anything with this game, if at all? Yeah, I'm, what I'm going to do, I think I'm third man up. If Danny DeVito, who's off the sub commercials, gets injured, because he's the one starting at quarterback <laughs> the Giants, you've got, they're going to go with the option with Danny DeVito. If he gets hurt, I think that the, uh, the professor from Back to the Future is next, and I'm third man up. So I, I'm definitely going to watch the game. But uh, the problem with the, 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 the Giants covering is that they're going to have to score some. The Cowboys – don't have to score a bunch here because they're going to get home with their front four. They're not going to have to put up a bunch of numbers and they're going to get a million possessions. Or, I mean, if you watched DeVito last week, Tommy DeVito looked ridiculous. I mean, really not good. And it's understandable. I mean, he shouldn't be in the game. I mean, they just had injury. We thought, we thought Aaron Rodgers was the New York, uh, you know, the apex of the injuries going on. We didn't even know that it was going to get worse. They're averaging 11 points per game and coming off scoring than 10 or few fewer in their last uh, three of their last four games. This is not a team putting up any numbers. So to your to your point, I would play under. It's it seems like an auto bet under unless you get some pick sixes. I think it's a 31 to 3 type game. So I think it probably trends under, but I don't see any way you play the Giants. And I do think there's some value with the Cowboys. Anytime you can have a quarterback that shouldn't have to ex expose himself to turnovers and a defensive front four that should get home without having to blitz people, that's going to create a ton of possession. See, I go ahead and lay the points, play the Cowboys in this one. Again, uh, Fat Jack, FatJackSports.com joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, getting us ready for the Week 10 slate in the NFL. All right, uh, let's turn our attention to the Jets. 
And this is the Sunday night game, another riveting Sunday night game here. Jets in Las Vegas to take on the Raiders. Raiders coming off of a really big high. Uh, they fired Josh. Antonio Pierce wins as the interim coach. Could this be a fall down spot for them? You've got a Jets team that is favored on the road by one. The over-under is 36 and a half. Yeah, Las Vegas didn't all of a sudden figure out what they were doing. I mean, they had a good week against a bad team. But, you know, here's what I hate in here. This is where it's a problem. I don't like looking at what I saw last week or the week before and doing that this week. It's the quickest way to go broke betting professional football. But the reality is 11 of the thir- of the, of the games went under 11 and 4 to the under last week or 12, excuse me, 12 and 3 to the under last week. As we said, primetime games on a 23 and 7 run, that's 76% to the under. A primetime's the last four weeks, 10 and 1 to the under. How do you go over with this group? I mean, the Jets have a great defense. They're probably not going to score a bunch of points. 10 of the last 13 uh, road g- or games have gone under for the Jets, and 5-0 Las Vegas games at home have gone under. They're not scoring. Nobody scored points in this series. Yet you're gonna, So you're going to have to line up and play. And by the way, that worked on Thursday night. Most of the money, most of the tickets on the under, and it got there. I cannot fade what's not just happening the last week or so, but the entire year. No points by either of these teams go under the total. He made me play it absolutely the Jets are the right side. Vegas was power rated as the lowest, the worst team in the league in weeks one, two, and three if they did not play Garoppolo. So the the line setters were valuing Garoppolo that took him out of the basement. But without Garoppolo preseason, this team was supposed to be really bad as far as the guys setting the lines were concerned. I don't think that's changed because of a linebacker coach, coach in Las Vegas. Yeah, give me the Jets minus the points. Um, let's talk about the Bucs and the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee sounds like they found their quarterback, right? And Will Levis, they announced that he is going to be the starting quarterback moving forward, regardless if Ryan Tannehill is 100% healthy or not. The Bucs, uh, they are favored by one at home. Tennessee on the road, the over-under is 39. I know uh, the Bucs are dealing with some injuries in their secondary which uh, prop bet wise, I'm going to play over passing yards for, for Will Levis because dude likes to uh, grip it and rip it. That's for sure. How are you playing this bad boy? Yeah, you know, if you watch the Yes Network, I, I'm on the show Beat the Odds every week and I give a top play. Those plays are nine and one this year. I've lost one time. And this game is my top play of the week. I have under the total in this one. I This is, I think, an easy under. Uh, besides all the trends we've already gone over, um, you have – Baker Mayfield, that, that uh, Tampa Bay is not going to let him go, get crazy. And I'm not a buyer of Will Levitz just yet. Let's see how he does. He will be playing banged-up secondary, but I think long possessions, controlling time of possession by the Bucks are the name of the game. They, they Both these teams understand the first team to turn the ball over and give extra possessions to the other team is probably going to be a problem for them winning. Combine that with the fact that uh, Tampa Bay has stayed under six of their eight games this season. They're eight and two to the under their last ten games, and seventeen and five to the under following a loss. Tampa Bay does not score a bunch of points. This Baker Mayfield offense is very conservative by nature. They don't open it up, and I, so unless they happen to turn it over, and t- Tennessee gets a big lead, it gets out of hand. Uh, this is not a game we should expect a lot of points. Um, Tennessee also uh, trending to the under as they stayed under. Um, most of their games as well. So I like under the total in this one for sure. No opinion on the side because I do think that the Levitz is still an X factor with um, with what Tennessee's doing offensively. But I, I definitely like uh, the under of the game. 
All right, one last one before we let you go, and that's this could be a really interesting one. The Baltimore Ravens at home, favored by six and a half, going up against the Cleveland Browns. Um, boy, Lamar Jackson, he is definitely in the discussion now for MVP. Uh, this is this is really going to be a fun AFC North to see how this all plays out. Um, the over under is thirty eight here. How are you playing this one at one o'clock on Sunday? Yeah, well Buffalo with one of the longest winning streaks in the league, or excuse me, Baltimore with one of the longest winning streaks in the league so right now going into this year. And I, I we talked about this preseason, Anita, my long shot to win the Super Bowl is I, I had Philadelphia two years ago, or last year, excuse me, had the Rams two years ago. I've been really good at getting a team at least to be relevant late in the season, which when you're talking 18 or 20 to 1, which is what I got Baltimore at, that's all you're really looking for is a team to be relevant. They may get a bye first round. I will have hedged so far out of that bet by the time we get to the big game. If they make it, I won't even be funny. As far as this game goes, though, Cleveland number one defense in the league. I'm not sure that, that Baltimore wins or, or covers the number. What I am sure about is Baltimore is very comfortable in a low-scoring game. Four of the last five of the series have gone under between these two teams, and 10 of the last 11 Baltimore games have gone under. This is a team with Harbaugh as coach. They do not want to put Lamar Jackson in injury situations where he's running the ball. They remember what happened last year, and he is still prone to making bad decisions when you drop him back and have him throw the ball down the field a whole bunch of times. They want to run the ball, stay ahead of the chains, take advantage of their great field goal kicker. That's how Baltimore wins games. Not sure it's enough to win the Super Bowl, obviously, at this point, but definitely enough to keep this game, along with a number of others this weekend, under the total, go under in the Baltimore-Cleveland game. Wow, you are all about the unders, Fat Jack. I hate it. Nobody wants to watch it, but the the money spins exactly the same. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, And again, we're so appreciative that you join us each and every uh, Week in Wager show, my friend. Thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend and uh, and kick butt on Saturday and Sunday. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Uh, Again, you're listening to Week in Wager here on 98.7 ESPN. We still have uh, a lot more coming your way. Stay tuned. Uh, We can wager 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.